Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your shaky cutie ghost. Love that Rebecca. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Grau. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover. Oh, yeah, baby. I've loving it. Hey, welcome, everybody, you fabulous, fantastic, lovelies that are tuning in today. I have the phenom, the fantastic, the phenomenal, John Jonathan Bailey. Woohoo! Don't set Love the bar that. too high or anything. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you're setting your own bar. I'm just watching you. This is awesome. I'm really excited to have you on this show today, and thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. The first time that I found out about John was really random. We were on a phone call, a conference call, a, I think it was VAU. It's a, it's a group that's organized through the UK for voiceover people. And I just happened to be popping into some conference call that they were doing on a random Saturday. I, I really rarely did that because Saturdays are difficult for me to, to jump in. And I'm sure that's true for you, John, but you happened to be there that day and we happened to be doing some live things as a group online and you did these three fantastic takes of like a discovery channel tag or i don't exactly remember what it was but you gave these three absolutely unique and absolutely i will say perfect takes totally different and i'm not saying unique in that they were kind of different slightly different attitudes just like i'm doing right now no they were like completely different character voices <laughs> You did like Bill Nye the Science Guy, you did the straight voiceover tag guy, and then you did like a little kid or a young boy boy. I don't know exactly. Do you remember that at all? No, apparently I had too much alcohol <laughs> that day and I have no recollection. Well, that's that why was. you were so damn good. <laughs> that's so that's, funny. Uh, that, that is uh, typical of what happens to me when I have too much free time on my hands. Uh, people like, hey, come impress my friends, and uh, they drag me into these calls, and then they make and me they do make things, you, and then everyone else quits the industry. And that's he's like, the voiceover monkey. <laughs> that's pretty much what I call myself. I call myself I a voice know. monkey. Well, listen, I don't want to treat you like a monkey, but can you do some tricks for me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> as long as you have peanuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, listen, you can find out about John's bio at his website. Tell the listeners your website. It's very difficult to remember. It's John Bailey VO. Oh my God. You made it complicated. <laughs> yes, but I did. tell people how to spell John. Yes, and it's J O N and Bailey for anybody who can't, for the one client that spelled it wrong, is a B A I L E Y and V O as in, as in voice, voice monkey. Over. I mean, voice, voice, voice over. Yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it says something to the effect of read John's amazing story of how he went from basically bankruptcy and flipping burgers at a burger joint to uh, a full-time professional voice actor. So that's yeah. uh, that's the link to my, my bio. He has a fantastic background, and basically he's a phenom. He was discovered online on YouTube. I mean, I'm just making this a real short just to jump into your story to the present. Well, that's on only part of the story. It wasn't just... Uh, discovered one day and now I'm doing it. I, I was exactly. actually already doing it professionally, just part-time uh, at a local studio that I, my wife discovered through uh, MySpace, which is this so it's really <laughs> antique website that I invented back at the, the beginning of the internet. Back in the day when he was a young boy. <laughs> back when I invented the internet. Uh, that's when MySpace was popular. So you started part-time 
And uh, luckily, your wife was a smart cookie and said, you know, you just got to give it a try. What's Pretty much, yeah. Thing? She's yeah. like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they say no. Which usually, if it was a sitcom, something hor- horrible would have happened. But uh, <laughs> no, she said uh, a phrase that I have used my entire career, and it's the, what the worst thing they can do is say no. And she's absolutely right. The worst thing anybody can do is say no. They're not going to put a gun to your head and say you know, don't do this job or we're going to shoot you. <laughs> There's nothing right. bad that will happen if you just record something and send it to someone or you go to a, a studio and audition for it. So I, right. what the heck? Right. And so then what the short story is that you did this movie trailer homage. Yeah, on I was, uh, I had wanted to do YouTube videos for a while. My wife saw this thing on Oprah, the guys who created YouTube. She's like, this is going to be the next big thing. Oh. Uh, she didn't know it was already a pretty big thing at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I had started wanting to do just, uh, I'd take my favorite cartoons from my childhood and dub over the voices and do things funny with that. And one day it dawned on me that I, was, I should do all my favorite movie trailer guys. And at the time I knew a handful of them. And now I found out that there's more like a dozen or so. Uh, and I did my yeah. five favorite or the five that technically is the five that I was the best at. I did Hal Douglas, uh, Ashton Smith, uh, Bo Weaver, Peter Cullen, and um, Hal Douglas. And those were my five, at the time, they were my five favorite uh, voice, voiceover artists that did movie trailers. And uh, I made up a fake trailer, which I had always thought was funny because it was kind of a conglomerate of every type of movie trailer you've ever heard. It was an action movie. It was a horror movie. It was a little kid's movie. It was everything mashed into one. And each little piece uh, of the trailer I did as a different voice, a voiceover artist. And uh, the my manager at the time was, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Donald Fatane had passed away. And he's like, I wonder who the next Don's going to be. And he started doing YouTube searches. And he just happened across this movie man tribute thing. And he had told he told me later that he was not only impressed with the ability to sound exactly like each one of them. Mm. Looking back, I didn't sound exactly like I was still pretty rough around the edges back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I was also impressed with your knowledge of who they were, because a lot of people don't even know who these guys are. They, they right. have no clue. They're just like that. He's the movie guy. Right. And uh, so he he sent me an email and the rest is history. I, I thought he was after my identity identity. And uh, I'm so glad I was wrong because <laughs> he was asking for my account information. And <laughs> we got to, we got to like, send you this check direct deposit. I'm like, sure you do. So, uh, don't ever tell him this, but I actually opened up a secondary account just so my <laughs> account That's could awesome. be installed. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, they needed That's my awesome. social security number and a copy of my driver's license. And I was like, this is, Oh man, this is a, and usually when it sounds too good to be tre- true, it usually is. And that's what I was afraid of. And I'm, I'm so glad it was, I was actually wrong. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I didn't know that little bit about the whole bank. At least you know, it's something it's to give on your exclusive interview. Of this thing. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, really, it's true because, you know, it's hard when somebody comes right up to you and says something that seems so stupendous and at the same time so incredible. Uh, incredible and sort of not credible. (laughs) I just was very, very sketchy about that. Um, You know, anybody on the internet, with the anonymity of the internet, anybody can say they're somebody. Send you a fake script for something, say, oh, you finished on three jobs, blah, blah, blah. They make you feel like the, you know, the hottest stuff ever to be born, and (laughs) the next thing you know, they're asking for your identity information, and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm so glad that you ended up at least going forward and, yeah. and also having your, you know, your backup plan. Um, 
after that, you were really working and you ended up getting Abrams in 2009. Am uh, again, I right? The, the same man is responsible for that. Uh, right. He, uh, he offered me a contract later to be my manager and I sent it to the wonderful Rob Scorleliano that I cannot pronounce his last name. Vaguely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I don't he's, know. Uh, I know. He's not only a voice actor slash actor slash model, probably. Uh, <laughs> he's also a voiceover attorney and he looked over exactly. my contract for a very small fee. Appreciate the, the, uh, the help there. And uh, at the time, and I didn't have extra fee money. And he <laughs> said, this is one of the best contracts I've ever seen. And the next thing I know, this guy sent me real movie trailers every single week. And it, and I just lost my job. So it was, you know, it was a, it was a blessing. And, uh, and I just moved on from there. And he said, you know what? We, we, after about a year or so, he's like, we should get you an agent. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he sent me to, uh, this is also exclusive information. He sent me to the guy who's also uh, the agent for Jim Cummings. And I was like, holy crap. Uh... Jim Cummings is one of my top five of all time. Yeah. But, because he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh, of course. And <laughs> several other of my favorite characters. <laughs> and he got, he got, his friend John to, to get Jim to send me a voicemail and I was I've never deleted that oh. I just I, it said unknown number I, I feel stupid for not answering the phone but then again I wouldn't have had recorded this amazing <laughs> this amazing exactly. thing so I pick up the phone and dial voicemail and it says um excuse me hello there this is <laughs> Winnie oh. the Pooh calling for a John <laughs> I was like <laughs> and my wife tripped out because she's a big fan of the Winnie the Pooh and uh, of course, after Pooh gets done talking, he's like, "Who is that there, buddy boy?" He's like, "Hey, look at there! It's John Bailey. This is your pal Tigger. You know." Oh my God! I love. <laughs> and I was like, "It's Tigger! It's oh, my phone! Tigger, 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 Tigger! Oh my God! How exciting is that?" And then that? of course, Jim came in at the end, and you know, he's the first person I ever heard say, "Break a lip." And uh, oh. he said, "Get on out here. The water's just fine." And uh, I said, "Holy crap! Jim Cummings just gave me a voicemail." And uh, a pat on the back and a welcome. Yeah. And that was oh, the, uh, wow. the peak of that information because from there it went straight down. The, uh, his, agent, <laughs> his agent gave me the runaround. He told me I needed voice. It, it really it was a sucker punch to the gut because I'd been doing yeah. this for several several years. I'd booked at least at least several, several dozen trailers that were on television and movie theaters. And he's like, oh, you need a voice coach. You're not ready yet. You've got potential, but you're, I'm like... I've been doing wow. this for two years, and then the voice coach comes in. And I, I don't know, I don't remember the name of the guy, but I will never ever use a voice coach like him or him again because he was like, he was kind of like the therapist and this the Santa Claus, the the stepdad, you know, that was opposite Tim Allen. Oh, He's like, no. how did that make you feel? Did that make you feel good? And I was like, you're supposed to be giving uh, me advice. I'm not supposed to be telling you how my how my recording feels. Wow. <laughs> and he made me feel I like I didn't know anything, that everything I'd done from that point forward was just complete crap. And I mean, I knew I was rough and, and I, you know, any coach can give you some help. But I, I felt like I just, I was like, what am I doing? If I'm as bad as he makes me out to be, then what am I even doing in this career? And, and I told my manager, I was like, this doesn't seem right. And then he finally got the truth out of his friend, quote unquote friend. He's right. like, you know what, really, we were just, we were just running you guys around. We, I had no interest in that. I was afraid I'd lose a lot of clients because of, you know, bringing in this new guy and these other movie trailer guys have been doing this for years and. To even give him an audition would, you know, that would greatly offend them, and uh, I didn't want to lose any clients over it. So, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know, wow. That's where Talk about came. jumping he, into the politics of yeah, the business. And, yeah, and he'd done that for months. He'd been stringing us along, and uh, he called the very next guy. He just took uh, took the book alphabetically and called the very next agency on the list, and it said Abrams. 
And Abrams immediately wanted a meeting. So he's like, see, I knew you were good. I knew I heard something. I knew that you, you haven't been booking all these jobs for nothing. So who is your manager? Do you mind? Um, well, his name is Dean. Uh, he doesn't like he he's really, really he, he's like the Frank in the background manager. Yeah, he does not like to be mentioned. He doesn't want. OK, be, he's, OK, uh, makes it all about me. But he's not. Well, my he's man. really he cool. He moved he's me on to really a new cool. man. Yeah, he's very cool. Oh, and he uh, moved on to a new manager? Yes, he uh, recently, actually, last November, which is when I moved over to a new agency as well, because Abrams wasn't really... Uh, Abrams in L.A. is more of an acting, less less voice acting type thing. Okay. And uh, because I don't live there yet, which that will change, hopefully. <laughs> wow. Very soon, the sooner, better, the sooner the better. Um, but they weren't doing very much for my career. They were just getting their percentage, um, and that was about it. And so uh, she... Uh, the new manager, which has no problem with me telling her name, her name is Debbie Cope, and most voice actors be like, Debbie Cope, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> she runs Cope Management. She's been in this industry for years and years and years. Uh, wow. She knows everybody, and one of my favorite voice actors who's in that club, the guys yeah. that do both movie trailers and cartoons, Tom Kane, is one of her top clients. And oh, I, my God. Tom, I just asked Tom straight out on Facebook. I said, like, what do you think about Debbie Cope? She said, she's great. She's just huge huge for my career i'm like well, she's good enough for time good enough for me <laughs> exactly so I mean, she, he 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 played he played um star wars uh yes yoda yeah with him uh he's also <laughs> the professor professor udonium and uh and powerpuff girls as well as a handful of other cartoons so wow yeah that was awesome i got to meet him in public and uh, i saw some of your pictures with some of your um with your mentor or peers, you can now say. Yes. Um, and so I that's really, really cool. Heroes. They're the guys that, that inspired me. over heroes. Yeah, they're the guys that, that inspired me to, to become what I have become. My oh, trip. my God. In the good and in the they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when one of Debbie's you know booking agents says, well, it's between you and Tom, I'm like... <laughs> oh, my God. Just to know that I'm auditioning against Tom Kane. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lord, and the fact that I still book work means I'm booking work. <laughs> yeah. Though Tom Kane is auditioning for it. Well, like, he might be busy. Who knows? Oh. Wow. Wow. I am. See, that phenomenal could, is the right anybody. If, if somebody can beat Tom Kane out of an audition, that means that there are voiceover jobs out there for everybody. You're not out of your league and they're... You know, these guys are just guys making a living, too. They may be doing a better job at it than we are. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great story. He's he's kind of, when I heard his story, I was like, wow, that's a lot, kind of like me, a little bit. And he got into it when he was really young. He just heard somebody do it on TV. And he's like, I can do that better. <laughs> and then wow. no, no, back, no, no extensive background training, no tons and tons of hours and money spent on voiceover coaching and sessions and, and seminars and workshops. He just got in there and did it. And I'm like man, I did the same thing. I just said I can do that and went and did it. <laughs> right. And um, well, let's so, let's take a quick break. I said we will return after these messages. Hey, all you sexy, fabulous, wonderful, joyous, prosperous, wealthy, beautiful people. This is Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca, of Love That VoiceOver. I wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. My focus, our voiceover talent, casting directors, and other creatives that work behind the mic. Tune in anytime since archives are online at Blog Talk Radio right now. So tell your friends, tell your other friends, tell everyone to tune in to Love That VoiceOver with Love That Rebecca, Rebecca Michaels-Haw. 
If you'd like to publicize a nonprofit charity or special event, just write me at Rebecca at lovethatrebecca.com with the details. All right, let's jump back in. So let's come back. Here we are with John again. This is I I've taken over Rebecca's body. Now, John, tell me. I'm going to go stare at myself in the mirror now. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's, um, you know, you started by working with that local studio. Yeah, uh, it's not the best choice in the world to get started. Um, There are cheaper options out there because... This place has a exclusive contract, which means you can't work for anyone else. And it's exclusively non-union, which means you can only do non-union jobs. And the kind of work that I was booking, um, if I'd been booking them union, I would have been making a lot more money. A lot more yeah, money. Even the, even the producers would say I'd get done with the session. I'm like, man, you're getting screwed. I'm like, yeah. Wow. He's like, man, this is you got paid $1,500 for a national TV spot that's going to be running for 15 weeks. And you only got paid this little tiny bit. You had been made... $7,500, $10,000 on this job if you'd been doing this through a union. I was like, well, look at it from my point of view. If I didn't d- book the job at all, I would be getting paid nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's an interesting dilemma that we can probably touch on in a moment when we talk about the economic factors, which you can touch on probably because you've seen a lot of different changes in that's your true. own career. I've seen a lot career. of changes in the economy. Yeah, in the economy. Um, but what I wanted to find out, too, is you said you were working out of your home studio. Now, have you been doing this from home almost the entire time? I know you started with the local studio. I no, didn't know you had a contract. Time. The, when yeah. I first started, um, when I was doing YouTube video, I had a very horrible video editor. And I had <laughs> a plain old church mic, you know, just sta- sta- stage mic that was screwed on to one of those little bendy arms. <laughs> screwed yeah. to my And my studio was a very thick blanket that I switched it under a lot <laughs> so I, I started off with uh with i love very, this very, wedding very idea because it's beginning, really humid yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i, used to I wanted people to know this every audition i did yeah i know can you imagine and because now you didn't I'm have the same thing because my studio is so freaking hot <laughs> there's no air conditioner in here so you don't have the ventilation system New, set up. uh this used to be a bathroom and i can prove that by doing this <sighs> There's an exclusive bit. I did not ask for that sound effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it used to be our half bathroom. It, yes. So, uh, yeah, I blocked in the sink and stuffed as many towels and, and things that I could around the pipes in case there any outside noise came in through the through the sink area. And then I carpeted it and I soundproofed the walls as best as I, you know, soundproofing. It's sound absorbing, yeah. you know. Sound absorbing. Listen to those EWAP guys, you know. Uh, yeah, so I, I bought the... Like, I bought some of that. <laughs> uh, about some of the extra sound absorbing, uh, sound absorbing things that you put on the wall. Uh, the guy at the studio that I worked for here, local in town, locked in this room. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> I do yeah, say you so sound much. great. You sound great. And I was curious, you know, and I wanted people to hear your story because I know that you started this as sort of a. You know, you were just going for it. You, what the hell? It was kind yeah, of your idea. Just something I always really wanted to do, just in the back of my mind. But I'd, uh, I'd always just assume that's a crazy pipe dream, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, and I just did it one day. And people had tried to dissuade me. My own family was against me doing this because my, my older brother was the voice actor in the family. And he'd been doing, you know, impressions and doing this, you know. And he's oh, the one that got, yeah, he's the one that got me interested in, in who the voices were when we, we both were big fans of the same cartoons oh so he gave so he was your wikipedia wikibro and he was you know he was working for uh uh, one of the google search engines he's uh he's now working i believe he's the uh voice actors in the news he's like the main guy over that 
And uh, oh my gosh. yeah, and uh, so Craig was was finding out who these guys were. We always thought that uh, Peter Optimus Prime was Jack Angel because they didn't put the name of the characters next to their names. We just had to go through there, try to find out what they sounded like, and they oh, that's who that is. Wow! <laughs> now so, everybody gets credit. Yeah, now much. there's all these. You know, all you have to do is type in the last name or something, and you can get their full biography, their fan page, their group page. You know, so that all the information out there. He, I believe the site he worked for was ODP, and they, he did a lot of, a lot of information gathering for them to find out who these voice actors were, to find samples, find pictures. So it's wow. he might be partially responsible for some of the information people know now. Uh, about their favorite voice actors. So look at the two of you. Yeah, kudos to my brother. Um, but yeah, yeah, he got me interested in it. Now, of course, now he takes full credit, and I, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't uh, give you your voice. Only your mom and dad yeah, can. That's true. <laughs> and God, you can take God, credit. God, my for parents. That. So let's and talk a little. <laughs> and of course, and the and the what? Divorce fairy. I put my top on a pillow next day. Oh shit! I have to thank me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pretending I'm the voice fairy. Obviously, I'm not. Um, <laughs> she has to say this disclaimer in case anyone tries to ask her for superpowers. <laughs> oh, so tell us about your experience, because I know your start like this was a little bit different. You know, you come from a place of, you know, sincere love and appreciation and joy of play. Is there any acting training in your background? Uh, other than high school, I got in it for the women, baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I got in it because uh, I had always been the sketch comedy guy. Every every time in college and high school, they were like, "We need to do something for this this such and such and such." I'm like, I don't do it. <laughs> I, awesome. I, I, so I have a lot of writing history as well. I, I wrote the scripts. I created the characters out of monogam and and uh, put character voices to these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, and they would give me scripts for things. They're like, "This would be really funny." And I'm like, no, it's not. This isn't funny. You don't know. You weren't there. So I would take their script and I would take pieces of it and ideas of it and create something funny from it. So a a lot of comedy improv type stuff. Uh, It's funny. Jack Parnell is uh, Chris Parnell, who was a used to be a Germantown, Tennessee high school teacher here close to Memphis and was on Saturday Night Live for years and years. And now he is a voice actor. You hear him on. You hear him on the box for the progressive commercials and uh, many other commercials. He's also on several different cartoons. He's on Word Girl on PBS. Um, his dad was a local voice actor here for, and he oh. still he still is. But he was the voice of Kroger and he was the voice of the NBC affiliate Channel Five okay. here. Wow. And I heard his voice growing up. And when I was recording my demo at our local studio, I didn't know who he was based on what he looked like, but I saw him talking to the producer while I was recording. And when I walked out of the booth, he's like, oh, you're here. I thought that was somebody over the Internet he was he was listening to. And I heard his voice. I was like, I know you. You're you're Kroger and NBC. And he's like, yeah, my name's Jack Parnell. Nice to meet you. And, and I was like, holy crap, you're Chris Parnell's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You should go try out for Saturday Night Live. You, you wrote all those? Because I wrote most of the scripts for my first demo. And he's wow. like, you wrote all that? And there was a lot of comedy stuff in there. And he's like, man, you should go. You should be on Saturday Night Live, man. You're good. And I was like, man, coming from Jack's dad. Or that's Chris, a compliment. Chris's dad, that's a pretty good compliment. <laughs> so are you still writing? I do. I write a lot of this stuff. I still do YouTube things just for the, the fans that follow me. There's a lot of there's a lot of non-voiceover fans out there because I do a great Optimus Prime. And I do a lot of Transformers and old-fashioned cartoon sketches, G.I. Joe, stuff like that. And uh, Right, right. Uh, and I'm working for a startup uh, animation company called Strategic Animation that's out of, it's either out of Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. I always forget because they both have P's in them. Create, creating original cartoons for them. I have one that's coming out that I think a lot of voice actors will like. It's called Movie Man versus Preview Guy. 
characters are based on Don LaFontaine, God, God rest his soul, and Hal Douglas. They're competing voice actors, but at night they're also very, very bad superheroes. So That's they, sweet. You know, and they're very both so bad old, as they an evil. Yeah. <laughs> very bad as an evil, or very bad as in clumsy. Very bad as in as in old and slow and not really very good superheroes. <laughs> Not and they narrate, they narrate their adventures, of course. <laughs> a super bad superhero. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. and uh, awesome. I've got a special, very special guest who is a, a buddy of mine now that we kind of work together, hint, hint, um, that's also <laughs> going to be one of those uh, because he is a preview guy. And hopefully I can get Thanks other for listening voice actors to love that voiceover. To, to make cameos in the series. Wow, yeah. Where are these things going to be? We're going to start. open them up on the internet. Um, but I'm hoping uh, my friendly Tokar has created this online virtual studio, cartoon animation studio called FanBuilt. And oh, I'm, yeah, I know about that. Tokar, yes. Because so, like Lee Tokar is like my BFF now. So we, we met at a convention and he was like totally starstruck with me or whatever. So we're night like buddies now. <laughs> We're so good at mimicking. Oh my god! Yeah, so uh, he's he's taking my ideas, and what he does is he he pitches these things to actual animation studios, to the big networks and whatever. And if they get picked up, everybody wins. So right. I'm hoping that this could turn into something huge. It'd be awesome. If I, I think that that's a great idea, and I've heard that that's worked for on camera actors. When there was the big actor strike, I think it was the year two thousand. A lot of people that was the, you know the. Dawn. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it was the dawning of the in in internet, and <laughs> and truly, um, a lot of people started kind of um, doing their own thing, kind of like what you just described, except for it was live action Thanks or what you say, you know, really on camera versus voiceover guest. stuff. But I was curious, where do you find the animators? Honestly, you With can Tasia. find them online. They're they're it, animation has become such a simple process. When I say simple, you got to be a nerd and you got to be smart. Um, but and you got to be creative. Yeah, well, you if you have the software for it, it's not that difficult. You, the people do it through 3ds Max, uh, Google SketchUp. Now, uh, my friend Josh, who animates for us, he he does Google SketchUp and he also does Flash animation based on uh, Adobe CS5. So, Flash you, is it, not easy. Yeah, uh, it's not easy. But if once you learn it. You know, you're set, and there's uh, yeah. there's several sites out there. Uh, I have the hardest time. So you're having, but the bottom line is you're having an easier time finding animators than right. Maybe well, there's five a website. I cannot, for some reason, I always forget the name of the website. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you later if people want to go there. But uh, um, there's a website where there's just nothing but Flash animators, and if you have an idea, you can just say, "Hey, does anybody want to animate this for me?" You get full credit. You don't have to pay them. Sometimes, if you can pay them, of course, you get more people offering, but most of them will do it for credit so they can show, especially if you're already popular on the internet. I have I have about close to 13,000 subscribers, which compared to the biggest guys on the internet, that's not very much, but compared to the average Joe, that's quite a few. It is, uh, yeah. And I have a few videos that are in the 500,000 views. So you were talking about getting a new project together, working with this guy out of Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, well, the whole thing uh, came from, if I can't get into a cartoon, I'll make my own. <laughs> thank you very much. Which and you is know how what? Simpsons Actors... was started, which is how South Park was started. A lot of these cartoons yeah, came South from Park. guys that had ideas and they Rebellion. went on the internet. And there's, there's two shows right now. Cartoon Rebellion! Yeah, Nickelodeon and, and Cartoon Network both have two shows that were internet hits first and now they have their own series and i'm just well, like if they no can do it then that. yeah no yeah they can do it yeah. but let's talk a little bit about how you are moving forward what's your plan for that 
I mean, just in general. Well, general. That, that all ties into the economy, as we mentioned earlier. So, Let's uh, talk about it all. Yeah, might as well. Um, yeah, because of the power of the internet, anybody that wants to be a voice actor and has an internet connection, a computer, and a microphone can do this job if they have skills, of course. Um, so uh, there's several options out there. The option that I had went with before... Uh, before I got uh, an, an agent and podcast. manager was uh, Voices.com because you can pay by the month rather than one big lump uh, like Voice123. But both are good options. Uh, a friend of mine has gotten several uh, video game jobs from Voice123, the guy that did the Spanish Buzz Lightyear, and Toy Story 3 got the job through Voice123. So big clients on wow. that site. Uh, yeah, and the, the biggest difference is they're all mostly – they're all non-union, and you're up against so many other people. I mean, you're literally up against 500 to 1,000 people. For the a question, so. well, that's that's a separate issue. You know, we could spend half an hour talking yeah. about pay-to-place, and a lot of people do already, so... And we're going st- to, so sit back and relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Let's yeah, that's, that, was, uh, listen, my, that my, was the option. If you don't go to L.A., that was yeah, it, yeah, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I, I but then I heard uh, Pat Fraley, which uh, you can go to Pat Fraley. He's, he's a great coach. Uh, PatFraley.com. Great. Um, coach. He suggested that you just type in um, studios or, or you do a search for post production in your hometown, and you'd be surprised what you find. And I was. I found a half dozen local studios here, and I've gotten a lot of work through them as well. So I was like, wow, there there's studios in Memphis. You know. So if you live next to a major city, you know, there's good chance that there are studios out there because if Look, if somebody can afford ISDN or something like that, they'll probably put a studio up because there's not a lot of people out there that have that just sitting in their home. You know, right. I don't even have ISDN. I still use Skype as a phone patch. They think it's a phone patch, but it's Skype. You know? All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We will be back next week 